0: Hi, I'm Wendy Murdoch. I've been hosting a series of webinars uh, during the pandemic. I figured we might as well keep everybody entertained and learn something at the same time. So today my guest is Dr. Robert Belker. Um, He was with me last week on Wednesday, and unfortunately his uh, quarter ran out. So um, we had to end that webinar, and we're back for the continuation. Um, Bob, you just disappeared completely. Uh Uh-oh, Bob, where'd you go? There, you're back. Okay, good. (laughs) <laughs> let's get your, uh, let's see, we have to unmute Bob. He, um, sometimes the computer on his end gets a little tricky. Uh, can you hear me, Bob?
1: Yeah. Can you see me?
0: Nope. But I can hear you. Oh, there you are. You're back. Awesome. I don't know where you went. Um, anyway, so <laughs> who knows if we'll get through it um, this time. But. Uh, I'm sure I'll have Bob back again. And all of these webinars are recorded. They're up on my Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. Please go there and you can watch them. And I'll be posting an email out today for next week's guests. Um, And if you are on my mailing list, you'll get that email. So you get all the registrations in one place. Go to Wendy, uh, sorry, go to murdochmethod.com. Join my mailing list so that you get all those listings of the webinars. Got some great guests lined up for next week. All right, Bob, so we um, maybe what we should do is just a quick little um, review of some of the points you made from...
1: The slides, you have the slides?
0: Yep, I'm gonna share my screen. So this is where we started.
1: Keep going down, there's there's a couple, basically the foot's gonna be sculpted by the environment. Um, Keep going um and uh yeah this go back up a little bit um okay. some people some people one more this, all right this foot here all right this all right go back down
0: um, i'm running bob's slideshow because we were concerned about his internet not being strong enough so that's why bob's telling me where to go okay.
1: all right this <laughs> this here is um uh the foot and when we started out it had navicular syndrome. It was, head bobbing lame and all that sort of stuff and go up one. And this is where the, the, the foot go went uh, when we were partway done with it and all this sort of stuff. And basically, most of these horses, the toes are too long, uh, too long so you have to shorten the toe and you have to um, bring the heels back to get the frog so it's kind of kissing the ground. And the central sulcus should be... And, and, if, and if your foot is not like that, the foot is not fun.
0: Okay, so Bob, we've, we've got a question from somebody who watched the first part. And they're asking, um, from the last webinar, you want the toe very short. But what about horses with thin soles who get very sore if the walls are short? Uh, we have booted her but, tried, but trying not to do it all at the time. It's a young mare living on gravel and grass, not working yet.
1: Some people have tried um, the glue-on shoes. They, they always say I've never used that. They always say that uh, it's the sole to be a little bit uh, thicker. But I don't know of anything that other than that that may get the sole thicker. All of these uh, drugs and that sort of stuff doesn't seem to work. I've never seen it work. So it's just, what's uh, the
0: cause of a thin sole, Bob?
1: It's most. Of, I don't. I think the the growth is just slowed down or stopped from uh going towards the ground uh because sometimes it'll be wear but i don't think most of the horses are wear it's, i know there's a seasonality to it uh, my horses have got a thin sole and i i know they're not wearing the, the sole thin and all that sort of stuff so it's just a oh. outside of that I, I don't have a a real good explanation i could give you some what everyone says but i don't believe them so i don't say it okay okay
0: um uh, so, so somebody's asking is if the sole is thicker or just thicker because it isn't exfoliating from ground pressure. Uh... I uh,
1: it, it depends on what it's on, but I don't believe uh, the it's ex- exfoliating so much that it's making the sole thin. I don't really believe that. I mean, I'm sure if you put a horse on uh, gravel, that sort of stuff, it'll wear down. But most of these horses is, are not. Are saying is that most of these horses are not like that.
0: Okay. My horses,
1: they get a thin sole, but it's I know they're not. They're just on grassy pasture, and I know they're not wearing excessively. And it usually comes back within two to three months.
0: Okay. All right. So let's go on.
1: Let's go on. Keep going down. Okay. We we haven't got to where we left off. So
0: nope Keep going. Just if you can turn your camera that little bit more to your right, then we can actually see your. Yeah. There you go. Now we see your whole face. Okay. Yep.
1: All right, this, all right, this picture here is uh, where we started. This is a navicular horse. And what you see here, you have a very long toe. This, oh, the crina, I'm putting my arrow there. You can't see that. The little kind okay. the little divot there. Yep. When you see that, the foot is too long. The toes are too long, okay? And as you come up to the rear of the foot, you see the central sulcus. The central sulcus is open at the rear part of the foot. And when you see that uh, the frog is not working right because the central sulcus is uh, the frog stay on the opposite side of that is pointing towards the bony column. That means the frog is not really working. So Okay, and and what this is happening here this foot oh, That foot where the sole is you have to trim it such that it goes backwards And the frog is moving forward and this on the right hand side. It's the same foot six to eight months later okay and you don't touch the frog and you see the frog gets bigger without touching it and as the central sulcus is coming down you can't see uh there's a it's closed at the back part move your arrow just a little bit up there's a little right there that's the the closure of it so it's a big it's getting there but it's not there yet because what you see at the toe where the the blackish grayish area is and the rough part that's where breakover is so we we haven't uh uh got a full uh, growth of the hoof out at this point. And the, the horse is sound at this point. Whereas before, instead of walk, he was head So, And he's not on any drugs or medication. OK, keep going. This here is for them feral horses. And what I like about it, it uh, two things. You see the 2x and the 1x. I've always used this and it's not a bad indicator. If you measure the length of the coffin bone from the toe to the end of the palmar process, that should be twice as long as it is from the palmar process to the heels. Okay. With that said, and most of the navigator horses, the coffin bone is, is kind of two X, but the palmar process to the heel is kind of 0.5, 0.6. It's much smaller. So it's, it's, idea even a radiograph you could tell us something wrong with it and what you see on this radiograph uh where you come around the heels and it kind of goes up and it goes to the proximal part of uh, p2 there you go in these navicular horses it almost comes straight across okay so when you have more like a, this uh, but uh uh halfway uh on the, on the heels then come straight across towards the navicular bone
0: Oh, oh, here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the the, the top portion of the pastern is not filled in. Okay. And and again, when you start to see these changes, the foot does. The tissues in the inside of the foot are changing. Okay. And the I like the dirt plug because you see where the dirt plug is, and this is a this is a live feral horse standing on a block. Okay. Not tranquilized and all that sort of good stuff. Well, he's tranquil. He's coming out of anesthesia, but uh, we got him. Where the breakover is, it's kind of uh, shorter than the toe, but it's like six to eight millimeters in front of the, uh, the tip of P3. Oh, that's, that's just a, a general, uh, what, a, what a decent foot should look like. And it, we, Gene Ovenick and Barbara Page and I did this early uh, 1990s, and it's, uh, it's still true. So it's just, in my opinion, I, I use it all the time, and it seems to work. When I see this on a radiograph, I know what the problem is. Okay, keep going. Okay, this here is uh, you can you should know this when you you see the where the DDFT is. Yep. That whitish there is is uh, fibrocartilage in the DDFT, and what you see underneath where the frog is, there's a. All right, you're just the epidermis. The the frog tissue between the DDFT and the and the black ear. You see the see these sheets of fascia coming out. Right. Okay they are formed and these here in the front part where your arrow is, they go down and attach to the frog itself. Okay. Okay. And the ones directly underneath the uh, uh, DDFT, they're going up uh, and they're going to attach to the uh, lateral cartilage as it, as it moves to the, the abaxial axillary to the sides of it. Okay. And with the frog stay is back here. And there's fascial fascial sheets from here. These go up to P1 and P2, as well as P3. Okay, so this area where I have
0: my arrow now,
1: right? It's it's quite large, but there's fascial sheets all the way around there. Okay. Okay. So so these fascial sheets form the internal skeleton of the foot. And the point being is they don't like uh, compression. If you have uh, uh, boots or whatever, there's a number of these... uh, therapy boots that have a, a frog insert. It creates a lot of pressure. And what it's doing is creating pressure here because it, uh, it, it compresses the vessels and all that sort of thing. So the, the frog and the back part of the foot that likes tension. Okay, when it's under tension, the, the uh, P1 and P2 are, are kind of straight and these ligaments become tight. Okay, then they're actually supporting, encouraging blood flow, negative pressure and all that sort of good stuff, okay? So far, so good? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right, keep going down. I'm trying to get to where we were.
0: Yeah, we're getting close.
1: Yeah, this here is uh, a navicular horse. This is typical of what I see. You see uh, P2, P3 in the navicular bone, where one arrow is on the navicular uh, bone. There's a a hole there in the navicular bone, a cyst. Where the arrows are on P3, you can see the impar ligament is going to be inflamed. There's actually pathology in there. Where the top arrow is, uh, the bone underneath that will be more osteoporotic than in a normal horse. And where this, this that's, the, that's a needle, that is supposed to be, there's actually erosion of the P3 where the impar ligament is. And you can see that on radiograph. Instead of having, uh, where the end of the DDFT is, Where's your where's your arrow? Right. Don't, uh, don't and fall asleep. I was don't just
0: adding yep. Keep, keep coming and down,
1: head. down down further. Right. Uh there's a little white area just back or from there to up to where the uh the empire ligament that should be a straight line along that bone. Okay. <laughs> it, it, but it go along the bone. Okay. It should be a straight line. Okay. Got it. This as you go back to where you were on where the DDFT is attaching, you go up, there's a little bulge here. Yep that's the flexor tubercle everyone thinks it is normal it's only normal on those horses that have a long toe so i don't think it's normal okay, okay. and uh and and when they ha- start to have this degeneration of the avicular bone when you instead of being flat you can actually see the moth eaten uh appearance of the coffin bone where the impar ligament attaches to the p3 okay. you can see that on a radiograph so there's a lot you can see uh before you you get too carried away. All right, the frog here and the digital cushion, the fascial sheets in this foot are starting to disintegrate. What you see is just pieces of them because they're actually degenerating, deteriorating. It just
0: kind of looks mushy.
1: It looks mushy. That's a good, and that's what happens. And if you go back up the previous one.
0: Slide, yep.
1: Slide. This here, if you put your fingers across that, you would actually hear these fascial sheets. If kind of crinkly it sound, it's yeah, yeah, it's like you're running a finger over like cartilage or something. Okay, if you, I don't know if people have done that, but that's what it sounds like. Whereas, uh, when it's mushy, you don't uh, hear anything. And this is a typical, and what you see with this foot here, the frog and the digital cushion will be all mushy because all these fascial sheets are damaged and destroyed. And the frogs stay this here is actually starting to point towards the bony column.
0: Okay, so, you, so guide my pointer to the frog stay.
1: Like, how do I do that?
0: It, well, tell me where to
1: oh, go. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where, the, where you are now? Yeah. The, the, the frog stay, that is just the horn, okay? The frog stay is like a big uh, bulge coming up over it. Okay. That would be the top part and go back to your, to your left, down to the, hit the horn. And you can actually build an arc like a like a graph. You've, you're seeing a lot of grass with this uh, coronavirus. Yeah, and it peaks. That's what it is. It's a bell curve, but it's pointing towards the bony column at this point. Okay. And when you see that the cent, the central sulcus will be narrow and it's deep. That's, okay. That's what, that's what happened. The central sulcus is not on the ground. Got it. Okay. 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 Just keep going. All right. So. It, This is what I, we're getting close to where we were before. It's, um, I always have this as a pathology because where a lot of these horses, they don't have radiographic changes of the navicular bone and, or even if they do an MRI, they don't have any radiographic changes, of the DDFT or the impar ligament. And therefore many veterinarians are reluctant to call that navicular. However, where, go back up, uh, where the, the frog is starting to deteriorate, the digital cushion is starting to deteriorate, and the vessels underneath this DDT on the convex surface are all starting to deteriorate. The okay. horse is sore, and it'll be sore in both legs, but they don't see changes in the navicular as yet. Okay, to me, and go back to that slide, this is, depends on when you want to call it navicular. I like to call it early, and it, but it's a clinical diagnosis in that there are horses lame in both forelimbs off and on, okay? If you do a nerve block, it'll be uh, lame in the other one. And so when I see that, if you start to treat the horse, the owner has a very good chance of getting the horse back. If you have to wait till there's a hole in the navicular bone and there's actually serious erosion between the uh, DDFT and the navicular bone, and the impar ligament, go back up, up one. And where the impar ligament attaches to P3, if it really gets uh, a lot of very rough erosion, it means the, empire ligament is is shot. Okay, these when you see that condition, it, it's kind of the horses are harder to get back to square one. Okay, they're harder to get sound again. That's kind of where I'm at, and so that's why I, I start early. And I, I, I joke about on our lecture is it depends on the client. If the person is is understandable and understands what you're trying to do, that's fine. You can call it navicular. If they don't. The, I'm afraid they might run off off the cliff. That's kind of what I'm afraid of, so. Anyway, it's a, to me, it's common sense. But if you have to wait till you have to have extensive damage, there's, there's only a certain things you can do to get the horse back. And that's kind of where I am. I'm trying to get the horse back. OK, keep going.
0: So the sooner you start to see some signs and you jump on it, the better off you are. Yeah, it,
1: you, you can call it caudal heel pain, power heel pain, or whatever. But all my navicular horses I've seen, where I see changes in the navicular bone, the erosions, the DDFT, and the ligand, the frog, and the digital cushion have been destroyed for years. It looks, it feels mushy when you open it up. Okay, that's kind of what it is, and that's kind of where where I am. And uh, uh, like I'll show you some horses where that is happening. you can actually see the the fascia sheet start to break up. But the navicular bone and DDFT are perfect. They're normal, but they're still. Uh, uh, sore in both forelimbs and if the person had come to me, I wouldn't have that picture. So it's just a Because it, it's the horses did okay. Keep going. Or oh, this here is, is my first navicular horse and uh, It had been sore uh, You know a few months before they first diagnosed it that sort of thing and they put shoes on whatever they wanted to do It didn't work out. So I got the horse, but, but there's so much damage in this foot it's kind of a blind man could see, see the damage okay. so,
0: so when care you care. say damage we're talking about the our
1: ligament you see the this adhesions between the DDFT and the avicular bone the yeah. DDFT is actually fried right through here it's it's very friable and you see the reds and hemorrhage but yeah. you see all the, the frog you see a few of the, the, uh, the white ligaments there yep right there, but you don't see the other end of it because it's been destroyed' uh, They're all destroyed and you see the digital cushion will be that and what you're going to have is there'll be a proliferative tissue going up uh, along the DDFT, which is from the distal linear ligament of the digit. This anatomical stuff, but it's just a, but that's kind of what you see. There's a lot more damage in the foot on uh, these navicular horses be, before we even talk about the navicular bone and DDFT.
0: Um, so we've got two questions that, let me just get to them so that we don't get too many questions piling up. Um, one question is, Do metal shoes contribute to navicular?
1: Yes and no. Okay. The yes is the way we trim, and I'm saying most everyone, the way we trim, we're afraid to come inside the white line. And I'll show you some bones later on. Okay. And what happens is the coffin bone starts to lengthen. The bone itself starts to lengthen to the point where where the DDFT attaches, and I've done this in 35 three-year-old racing quarter horses, where the DDFT attached the semi line, and most all of you have heard of the semi line if you've done any reading. From that to the tip of P3, it's between 31 and 32 millimeters in those three-year-old horses. When you start to get navicular horses, they're 40 to 48 millimeters. Same breed and that sort of stuff, okay? And what it is is over the years, the way they're trimmed, the people are f- afraid to come inside the white line so the toe is getting longer. So when you put shoes on these horses, it, the, the biomechanics, the concussion and everything is just greater when you have a long-toed horse, okay? That's the yes part. The no part, I have seen four horses that are in their 20s, they're race horses. I've followed them, da 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 and the person who is trimming them, a farrier, has been following my work, I met him 20 years ago and I radiographed these horses three or four years ago, a couple of years ago, I guess. And they all had short toes. I would call them they had short toes. And so when you had that, the biomechanics are gonna be different in all that, but they had shoes. So that's, I have four horses out of 100,000 or whatever. But I think that shoes can do it if you are conscientious enough to keep coming inside the white line when you trim.
0: Okay. So. Um, the other question is In the stage where we see changes in the frog, how can we reverse it? I think you just answered that so that it doesn't progress to navicular.
1: The short toe. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the way we started. Uh, I think I'll show you that foot again. By beveling the toe and bringing the heels back, you'll get the foot back onto the horse without touching the frog. Okay. It's, and I think I have a diagram to show that too. Okay. Okay. Keep going. All right. So this is kind of, I did this almost 30 years ago, 25 years ago that I found in all these navicular horses I had, the, the lateral cartilage was very thin and that's what this is supposed to be. The And what it is, is I mentioned those fascial sheets that are underneath the DDFT that go up and attach to the lateral cartilage. What it is, these ligaments that are attaching there are destroyed such that the, the, uh, uh, highland cartilage of the lateral cartilage is, is very thin and the fibro is gone That's why these lateral cartas are very very thin. Okay, and the vessels there are there's fewer vessels and all this sort of good stuff Okay, and the frog is destroyed and all this but this here is just um, uh, When I did this it's still true today uh, Even though I did it 30 years ago 20 25 years ago, uh, and I didn't know what I was doing then uh, that, that you still find that that the lateral cartilage is quite thin because what you see is the ligaments that are attaching there are destroyed, but those are in the frog and the lateral cartilage, and by the time they insert on the, the uh, cartilage, there's nothing there. Okay, okay, and, and again this ten percent uh, in my all my navicular horses I've done I always say the the lateral cartilage at the level of the navicular bone if you measure Three different ports. It's always less than 10 percent of the width of the foot. Very few are ten percent. They're usually five, six, and seven percent of the width of the foot. So it means they're very thin. They don't do a lot. Okay. Okay. Keep going. All right, This is a uh, a typical of what I see. But it's an eight or nine year old warm blood. It was an avicular. It was an insurance case. Uh, they first diagnosed it, and the uh, um, veterinarian knew me and all that sort of stuff. And uh, they tried. Uh, what do you call it, Uh, corrective shoeing and all this sort of thing, and I tried it for a month, it didn't work, so they sent me the feet, because it was an insurance case, and what you see here, you see where the yellow arrows are, the lateral cartilage is quite thin, there should be some cartilage on the, uh, uh, about a third of the way in of the square, the rectangle. It
0: should go to here?
1: The cartilage, uh, go to your right a little bit, you see that white line? This one? Right. There should be cartilage between that and the lateral cars. That should all be cartilage. Oh. <laughs> okay? Okay. Okay. Then if you see where those two yellow arrows are, if you follow this down here, you see how white this is at the top? Oh, you can't see my arrow. No. You see how white the, the cartilage is at the top? At the That's bottom, it's, it has a more grayish cast to it. Because yes. what it is is that cartilage is absorbing water. It's starting to be destroyed. The bottom part is being destroyed. Okay. Okay. And you see the same thing on the other side where there's actually a a, a fracture or break in the lateral cars where the top arrow is. Okay, here. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And again, when you if you follow it down where the I've covered up by that I, island of highland cartilage there is the cartilage is being destroyed.
0: So so the cartilage should look like this nice white.
1: It should be white. It should be like your teeth, white. Right. Okay.
0: And okay. so whenever you see anything that's like red purpley that's really it'll it'll be
1: grayish color when it's starting to it when it starts to absorb water but if you measure the thickness you have to do it at the same level you'll get an idea of of what things what is happening okay okay and what you see in between the two lateral cars you see all that yellow that is where all the uh, uh myxoid cells are that start to oh in here yeah, uh, that's kind of where many of them are. And then from there, they'll spread out through the foot. But you see there's little chunks of uh, white there through it. Like uh, this chunk here? Yeah, keep going uh, to the other side of the foot you, where the square is. You'll see little chunks. Those are these fascial sheets from the frog stay going up to P1 and P2, as well as from the underneath the coffin bone to coming back here. Those are tidbits of it. The fr- those ligaments are being fractured. They're broken down. That's what you did. Do, and they do just, you have just, a
0: picture, uh, a, a comparison of a healthy foot?
1: Go one more. Okay. All right. This is just a higher power of this. You can actually see where things are. Okay. Keep going one more. Another one. This is going to... All right. This is what... All right. Keep going one more. You'll actually see the histology. This is what the histology, or a gross specimen. Okay. And it's not a... It's a good foot, but it's not... Uh, you see that a lot if you look a, a, a lot of these horses where you see how thick the lateral car is but you see where that wh- thin white line was on the previous one yeah to your left
0: so should, should I go back
1: no you, you'll you, uh, keep to your right now a little bit
0: yeah
1: right there that there goes up and attaches to the the lateral car that should be fairly thick and there's okay. vessels in there okay and you see if you, where those yellow arrows were on the right-hand side? Keep going over. Keep going a little bit more. And follow that down. You see how white the car is? Oh, yeah, yeah, are, yeah. It, it's, it's, white. It, it's pretty much intact. And again, uh, um, most of these horses, navicular, all these diseases that everyone knows about, they're not black and white. Okay, There's a lot of gray here. Okay, but this is not a bad. I would like to have my horses like this. I always mm-hmm. say that. Okay, and what you say? See here, you see all these white streaks going through that. Those are the fascial sheets that are intact that are coming from the coffin bone.
0: So all these sheets yep. here and
1: those those are that flexible skeleton inside the, the coffin inside the frog and digital cushion. Okay, and it's intact. here. if you go back up now, no, no, too a little, too far coming down all right you see this here this here the the frog stay is in the right hand side you see all the yellow there yeah uh, and you just see tidbits of white those fascial sheets have been destroyed you just see parts of them okay okay that's why. because uh, what it is when they're destroyed they will start to break up and disintegrate that's what happens to them okay Keep and that's away. why
0: it's turned into mush because those yeah, spatula that's are
1: what it's turned yeah, that's a good pathology term. Okay, mush. Yeah. And you see where the hypodermis arrow is? Yep. That's starting to deteriorate because it's quite thin. And when you look under the scope, you'll see just tidbits of uh of uh, fibrous tissue there. It should be quite thick. Okay. Keep going down now, okay. Now that that in these what I when I did this stuff 25 years ago, I, I found all these good horses and I didn't know they were healthy feet. And I measured this lateral cars and all this sort of thing at the at the level of the navicular bone. And that was uh if you add measure the width of that uh pro, you know, front and back, add the two together compared to the width of the foot. It was usually 25 to 36, uh, even somewhere up to 40 percent of the width of the foot. Whereas in navicular horses were five, six, seven percent, always under ten. Okay. So the back part of the foot really is does make a difference. And that's why to me. As I mentioned, whenever we met last, uh, what's today? Is it Monday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Today's Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. we met on Wednesday.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is that uh, uh, the back part of the foot to me is still the most critical part of the foot? And I believe most of the blood going to the foot should go through, is what Mother Nature wants, is designed to feed the, uh, the frog and digital Christian. which is contrary to everybody else in the world, so.
0: Okay, so we've got um, a few questions here. One is, can side bone, especially in the back feet, be reversed?
1: Yes, it can. And it's the way that you're trimming and that sort of stuff, and I haven't done enough because I had uh, this one client that I was working with, all this sort of good stuff. Uh, What I liked about her, she was anal, she took radiographs of her horse every six months. And, uh, and over the, and she did, so I got three years of radiographs. And you could see the lateral car has been ossified. And it was, say the entire, from the lateral aspect, you've got this ossified cartilage, it's all white, bony. And if you, uh, within a year or something like that, it disappeared, but then it came back because they, they reverted back to what they were doing. And you have to remember, it's not real bone. It's just calcification of the cartilage. That's why it can kind of come and go. It's not like the the P1 and P2, it's not real bone. I okay. mean, it's, that, that's kind of how I do it. Because it, it'll, it'll change, be reabsorbed within three to six months if things are going right.
0: Okay. All right, we have, we have another question. If there is bruising starting at the coronary band down about two inches, is that indicative of crushed cartilage? We're talking about hind feet.
1: This, I don't think it's crushed cartilage. Uh, um, I haven't really seen those, but bruising is usually you know, between the hoof wall and the, uh, and the cartilage. There's a lot of vessels that are there, veins. I would think it's been more than that before I call it crushed cartilage. Okay. I've never seen one, so that's kind of, um, but I don't, yeah. Okay. I don't put let's, my foot in my mouth too many times. Let's go on. Okay, yep, yeah, okay. Keep going. All right, so this is a pretty good foot, and I see this all the time, okay? And if you, uh, what you see is, you see where the, the yellowish tissue is here in the digital cushion. Okay, yep. uh, But you see white going through it. These fascial seats will pass through that if it's healthy. And what they are, they, they seem to disappear here because the ones from the frog stay are going forward towards P3, P2, and P1. Okay, And the ones uh, that are coming from the front are coming at an angle. They're going up uh, towards the, the pastern, but they're going up to the back part of the foot. Okay.
0: So it's not a straight line. We're looking at curved lines.
1: Yeah, yeah, but the yeah, but the foot is cut perpendicular to the ground. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's uh, and the the darkness there. This is this is foot. I think filled with India ink. so it's black. So it's just, and you see, our uh, The frog is here where the um, uh, the hypodermis. Yep. Can you remember? It's it's fairly uh, it's white anyway, and it's usually fairly thick, because. Those ligaments, that's what they insert in, the hypodermis, and that's the vibration destroys that right off the bat. You know, the racehorses, you'll start to see that hypodermis start to disappear uh, in three-year-old racehorses because the vibration is just coming right up through the foot. and So the ligaments no longer, the fascial sheets no longer have as, the insertion on the frog is no longer as strong as, as it should be. OK? OK. okay. Keep going. All right. So this is a bad foot. And you can see the yellow there. It's more yellow in there where the digital cushion is, and it's because all the fascial sheets have been destroyed. So the, there's you see a little bit of grayish through there, but those are tidbits of the fascial sheets.
0: Yeah, it's hard to see any gray bits.
1: Um, yeah, but you see it's more yellow there, and yeah. that yellow is uh, it's it's like two little marshmallows. If yep. You like. Okay.
0: There's one here uh, and one here, right?
1: One here and one on the right hand side. Yeah. And. That is where it's just there, and uh, cells go out from there to go throughout the back part of the foot frog, frog and digital cushion. And the, the myxoid cells are what rehab the foot. It brings the, these re damaged ligaments back to, damaged fascia sheets back to normal again. It can do that, OK? okay. Keep going. Uh, All right. This is the same thing. Uh, um, All right, this here is, um, uh, it's a domestic feral horse. What it was, was a uh, feral horse that was adopted at six years of age from the BLM, came to Michigan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But person who adopted, she had a good heart and all this sort of stuff, but she didn't know anything about horses. So she just put it in a paddock and they kept throwing hay over the, the fence for 10 years. And then some day, one day, the horse got spooked and ran through the barn and, and shattered his head, and they had to put the horse down. So I got the feet. And what you see here at uh, the width of the foot is B, okay? A and B are the thick lateral cartilage, and it's, it's about a third of the foot is lateral cartilage. But when you look very closely in, the, say, the right hand side, you see the, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, good. You see that the lateral cartilage on the outside is white, okay? on the inside of that, between the A and the inside line, it's more of a, a more yellowish cast. Mm-hmm. Those are the insertions of the ligaments coming up from underneath the coffin bone. And what you see in the middle, you see these arcs of, of fascial sheets, yep. you see? All right, those fascial sheets are there in all horses. But in this horse here, the horse was mostly on the back part of the foot and what it is, these fascial sheets are under tension and that's where they become more robust and they get thicker. Even in a bad horse when you don't see them, all those same, four, it's usually four or six fascial sheets that come up from the coffin bone, they'll be, uh, you see where the DDFT is?
0: Uh, point me. Uh,
1: just right where the line's going through the DFT. that yellow there. There's a space underneath that caudally
0: where the lines going? Oh, okay. This is the DDFT here. That's yes. the DDFT.
1: There's a space going. Those fascial sheets, they're very thin. They would still be there. And a horse was just a backyard horse wasn't doing anything, but you see they don't develop into a stronger, robust, uh, piece of fascia for, for support and all this sort of stuff. When you feel this is, uh, you feel the back part of the foot, uh, that will feel all as hard. It will really feel very hard because that's what it is. And what you see there, on the you see the digital cushion? You yep. see those arcs going across? Those are fascial sheets that arise from underneath the coffin bone. Okay. And you come back to the back part of the foot, you see the, these uh, little circles of fascia?
0: These, these ones here?
1: No, no that, that's just something else. You see, further up to, yeah. Oh, you see the, the white areas, are circles of white areas here? Am I at them? No, uh, where? Well, that's my arrow. Uh, <laughs> you see the you see the, the arc going across from left to right. The two A's. Yep. And then they're coming out there. At, those ligaments are actually inserting on the lateral cartilage. All right. Okay. Caudally, you see a circle rings of white tissue. Those are the cross section of those fascial sheets that arise from the uh, frog stay. And going up to P3, P2, and P1.
0: So like here where my pointer is that circle? Yeah.
1: yeah. They're bungee cords going from up, up to P1, P2, and P3. That's okay. why they are like that. And to go back here when you, you saw you thought you saw what you did.
0: Oh yeah, those little circles down there.
1: Those little circles down. Those are the artery to the digital cushion. Okay. There you see, there's two of them. You won't find them in many anatomy books because they don't they say it just disappears and doesn't do anything. But it arises from the palmar digital artery, and once it goes through here, it's going to the frog, and it divides into eight to twelve arteries that pass through the frog, and that's sub- sub- supplying the tubules of the frog. Okay, and why I'm saying I'm, I'm trying to write a paper on that is that when you see a frog that has a swollen area that's bigger than what most of, most of them are atrophied. The tubules there are much larger than anywhere else. And they're just engorged with blood. And if you look at that, uh, all right, go back up. Uh, keep going. I need a sagittal section. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, keep going. keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Uh, right here. Right here. The, you see where the frog stay is? Yep. In front of that, yeah, that's, that should be the swollen part of the frog. The tubules on that area there are, I can't, it's, it's kind of one and a half to two times what they are in the front part of the frog or the back part of the frog. Okay, They're just engorged with blood because all the blood vessel, all the blood goes to the foot is coming through these tubules. And if you look at that, it's directly underneath the navicular bone.
0: Yeah, we can't see it on there.
1: You see the, the fibrocars in the DDFT? Yep. That means the navicular bone is just above it. So, this, this, these two wheels, that swollen air provides the cushion for when the foot is being loaded. It, the navicular bone does move down. Now, so far, so good. So, when you, this is starting to be destroyed, the vessels and everything start to, uh, uh, I'll just say, retract. So, the two wheels get smaller because most of the time when you see that, the frog is atrophied. It's not swollen. The frog's not working, basically, what it is. And so that's when you start to see greater movement in the navicular bone, and there's changes on the coffin bone as a result of that, uh, and it's just the foot starting to go down the tubes.
0: So, so basically, your your frog stay, your digital cushion, lots of fascia. That that fascia is going to also support the blood vessels to keep things flowing because it's not getting yeah, crushed, right, right. and so and all of that is supporting upward. The, the navicular bone and the, the back right, part of the
1: foot. Right. right. And when you have it, that's why when a lot of people trim the frog, when you trim the frog, it starts to atrophy.
0: Okay.
1: The tubules and blood going to this region starts to decrease. I have not measured there, but the, you don't see a lot of blood there. It's not doing what it should be.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. And then when you start to see that, the vibration starts to get greater and greater, greater, and that's when the fascia sheet starts to disintegrate. Okay. okay. So again, what I said on Wednesday at the beginning, every time you touch the foot, you'll change it for better or for worse. And so there's a lot of changes you see in the foot way before you get to these clinical signs of an avicular laminitis or whatever. Okay, the the foot is changing for on a, uh, it's just the way you trim. And most of the time, people trim so they're outside the white line, so the toe is gradually getting longer and longer and longer. And so the biomechanics is changing. But at the same time, the coffin bone is actually remodeling. And it's also moving forward. Okay. We'll get that to the, at the, at the, at the All end. All right,
0: so we've got a couple of questions. One is, in many of these navicular feet, the horses are cracking out the quarters. Do you have any idea why?
1: There's this movement there. The, the hoof is on the ground. Too much pressure there. OK. Like I said on Wednesday, the, horse is a, the hoof is a decoration. And I realize that upsets most people, but there shouldn't be a lot of load on the hoof wall. And that's why, that's why if you have a barefoot horse and the hoof gets to the ground, the first thing that does, you get a crack, either at the toe or the quarters or whatever.
0: All right, another question. Are there various natural hoof shapes to consider when rasping or trimming?
1: I think they're all man-made shapes. Uh, they should be round. That's kind of what I want my horses to have. Was a round. Uh, there is some genetics, but if you, I, I always believe if you, if you had to have a practice based on genetics, genetic structure of the foot, you'd have a small practice.
0: Okay.
1: Because the foot is very, it's very malleable, and everyone thinks it's porous. It shouldn't be porous. That's something. I'm sorry. I'm starting to get too carried away here. Okay. All okay.
0: Right. Um, I got another question. What do you mean by a good foot is not a sound foot? But I'm not sure I've heard you say that.
1: Yeah, A, a good foot, a sound foot, it just means it's not sore. Okay. Yeah. And it, as, but a, what I call a good foot, it means the tissue inside is healthy.
0: Okay. And so a
1: sound foot, just because it's, uh, it could be uh, sound today, I mean sound today when you move it and tomorrow it's sore, but it means that what's happened inside the foot is broken down a bruise or abscess of whatever. A bruise or abscess can happen, Any, but sometimes it starts to break down. It means the tissue inside is deteriorating, and I don't want that. In, that's what it, my definition of a good foot.
0: Okay, um, so, so so, somebody's asking, you should not trim the frog.
1: Right. Vets and fairies in the late 1800s agreed on this. Do not touch the frog or sole under any conditions. They were even saying thrush. Well, I'm not there with that, but that's that's good.
0: Okay, I'm gonna hold these other questions till we go forward a little bit.
1: Okay, keep going. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're back all. Keep going. Da, 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 da. Keep going. Okay, all right, all right. So, this is kind of what we did with all these horses. And usually, horses that have pretty good feet, the, the thickness of the lateral cartilage is about a third of the foot. Uh, if you add the two thickness of the cartilage, the, the width of the foot, it's about a third. Sometimes they're they're better than that. But all my bad footed, what I call a bad footed horses is, is uh, all my navicular horses I got and I measured these. The thickness of the lateral cartilage was about like we say 10%, but most of the time it's five and six percent of the width of the foot. There's nothing there because what it is is the insertions of the lig- fascial sheets are deteriorating. Everything's just going down the tubes. Okay. Keep all right, keep going. And this here is. I didn't know the relationship between the lateral cars and digital cushion until we did this and the students put it into a graph. And what it is, the blue uh, dots are from the hind feet and the red dots are from the, are four feet from this. Oh, the blue is the four feet, the red is the hind feet, but they're all from the same horses. Okay. And then all what you see in the square on the left here is, uh, that's where all my navicular horses are. And what it has, we had the scale of one to five of it felt like fat, kind of what you have around your waist, to a lot of fibrocartilage, And that's those ligaments start to uh, get thicker and thicker and thicker. It's, it becomes all fibrocartilage, so it gets, so you can hear it before you can see it. But in my navicular horses, they were all, um, did cushion felt more like fat, because what it is, those fascial sheets, I know, I didn't know this way back when, but the fascial sheets have been destroyed. And that's why it feels like you have the fat you have around your waist, OK? And it's just the caudal part of that. It's, that's to go back to the, uh, the feral horse, that ratio of two to one. When you have this navicular horses, you don't have to go all the way back there. But okay. uh, 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 hopefully people will remember that, that from the length of the coffin bone, from the end of the coffin bone to the heels, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two to one ratio. In those good footed horses... Uh, that's because you had a lot of the fascial sheets that are going from the frog stay up to P one and P two and P three. They're intact. All right, go up a little bit, another couple slides. All right here, you see these large uh, bungee cords at the back part of the foot. See how big they are? Yeah. Uh, the, the fascial sheets, the cross section, they're very large. And what it is, these bungee cords get thicker and thicker and thicker if they continue to be under tension. And that's why the back part of the foot is filling out when you look at a lateral radiograph, if you have a pretty good foot. When you don't, those bungee cords will just be a, uh, I think somewhere in here, I would, a thing that's just a, a pinpoint, okay? Okay, keep going. Uh, all right, so this is kind of, it's, it's really a, a kind of a crude idea, but it, it still works. Where you have, a navicular horse, you have the thin cartilage here, and on the, compared to the other side is quite thick, and the, uh, near the where the bars are and the hoof wall, the cartilage is there is no longer as white as it should be because what it's, it's, when it starts to be damaged, it absorbs water and it starts to disintegrate. And that's what you see between the two arrowheads. And the ligaments you see in the digital cushion, there you just see pieces of them because those fascial sheets from the frog stay going proximally as well as from the underneath the coffin bone and coming back uh, to the frog stay you just see pieces of them, you see tidbits of them. So things are starting to go as compared to what you see on the left hand side.
0: Okay, he's
1: and, nice. And to go keep going, what it is is the central sulcus will be uh, uh, thin, it'll kind of be buried. Quite often these horses will have thrush and all that sort of stuff, but it means that the hypodermis around this will not be as robust as it should be because it's holding those ligaments. Okay. I'm sure I'm losing some people, but all uh, right, this is a slide here. What you see are those thick uh, uh, bungee cords going from the frog stay up to, up to the pastern area. You see how big they are? That's We're talking the, uh, about
0: the picture on the left, yeah? That
1: picture on the left. You yep. see the, 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 the that area? Those are those bungee cords that are going from the frog stay and tissue beside the frog stay up to P1 and P2 and P3. What you see on the right-hand side, those bungee cords are, you see, Pieces of them because they're the slowly disintegrating. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's, just, it's um, yeah, okay. Keep going.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, this, this, yeah. And this here is just to show that where these ligaments are. These, uh, uh, and the names are not that important because the Germans, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be polite here because okay. the Germans—they named them and all that—from proximal to distal, but they have zero function. They function from distal to proximal. That's kind of where I'm from. And these ligaments that go from the uh, uh, underneath the coffin bone to come up to the lateral cars, and that's the insertion you see here. And this here is going from the frog's day up to. Okay, where,
0: tell me where we're going. Move my pointer.
1: Or the the CPL is the there those ligaments arise from underneath the coffin bone and they come up and insert on the lateral cartilage. Right. Okay, and the, what you see is that CPUs, those arise from the frog stay and they go up to the pastern.
0: Okay, and so then the run. picture on the right is that navicular horse and it's we're not- It's navicular horse
1: and you can see how thick they are on the left, but on the right hand you see these little small areas here, these bungee cords never have a chance to thicken because a lot of times they will coalesce and form a band going across and that's why you see parts of bands and some are not bands. Okay. That's just a, uh, you know, and the black there is just elastic tissue. Elastic tissue does nothing. Uh, it just keeps fat in. Okay. okay. That's a joke. Okay. This here is, you see, you're we're, slow. Slow.
0: we're slow on the joke.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. This here is a typical foot you see is a, a long toe under run heel. And most of them, almost all the horses are like this. They may not be as this exaggerated because while everyone realizes the hoof wall is growing from the coronet, it's also growing from the bars forward. It's a conveyor belt. And that's why they get long and every, everything like that. And when you everyone agrees, the biomechanics will change. And I've read, uh, I just read certain things from the horse magazines. I get uh, articles from them They're very good magazines and all this sort of good stuff. But they uh, most of the... Many of the feet people say you can't do anything without the help of the horse. You manage it, but they don't know how to trim, okay? Keep going. All right, this, all right. there's another thing I, I have a pet peeve, and I apologize to Daisy and a lot of other people that are there, uh, is uh, a lot, they, they do all these measurements and that sort of stuff, but quite often the measurements are not on real healthy feet, real what I call real healthy teeth, because they all have long toes and basically the, they measure the width of the frog and the length of the frog, and it 's supposed to be uh I forget the number, but this one is uh this one's forty eight percent but it 's uh uh the length of the width but I want the frog to be very 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 wide short and wide is good wide is 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 important important and what you see when it 's narrow like this, you can see the central sulcus is 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 uh it's not flat on the ground. And basically what you see at the back part, of it, it won't be open. Okay. All right. And when I, when I see, I see this all the time and the toes are too long and you see where the, um, the blackness is on the sole and you have the white area there, the breakover should be somewhere in there. That's what I want the toe to be. Okay. And it's much further than that. And as I mentioned to you in these bones, I'll show you, um, that where the DDFT attaches to under P3, the length of that to the tip of P3 and these three-year-old cord, were always short. It was 31 plus or minus, I forget exactly, millimeters. All my clinically lame horses is over 40. So the coffin bone starts to, inlong, to elongate. Okay, keep going. Don't okay. want to run out of time here. <laughs> All right, All right so, so, so this here is just, you know, what I call philosophy anatomy. I always like to diagnose navicular early. If I have a horse that's lame in two legs, that eliminates, reduces it down to probably one or two things. You can bet money it's gonna be some sort of changes in the frog and digital cushion, at least. That's why the horse is uncomfortable, okay? Keep going. Okay, all right. So this here, when when I see, and you start to see that, you'll see changes uh, in the frog and digital cushion all the time. Uh, it's, uh, for years, that's all I've seen. I didn't realize what I was seeing, but that's kind of what it is. Even before you start to see navicular uh, changes in the navicular bone, impar ligament, or the dorsal half of the DDFT. Okay, that's what you should. In this outline here, that's where all the mixoid cells are. That's why this back part of the foot can recover. And this here is a three-year-old racehorse, and I see this all the time in racehorses where you have the navicular bone P3, DDFT, and that distal annual ligament of the digit is there underneath that. But you see the ligaments here that start to deteriorate because the vibration is starting to uh, 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 cause them to deteriorate the fracture. And many of these horses will be sore temporarily and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, and uh, in these 35, three or racing quarter horses, 40% of them had a hole in the avicular bone. That's because they had a long toe,
0: OK? So I've got a question here. Is there an age when the foot would be considered mature and ready to work? Like bones mature at a certain age. The, does the foot have a similar?
1: It's somewhere the 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 three to four is somewhere is somewhere in there. Right, I see it. And what it is, the everyone sees all the holes you see in there. That I don't want to have that in my horse. The porosity is due to. Uh, you're loading the wall nearly 100%. And uh, when they, you see all those holes, holes there, there's a lot of osteoporosis. So the bone is, is going gonna, gonna to continually re, continually remodeling. That's what happens when you have a, uh, like when you get the vecular, quite often, the toe collapses, you get a crushed toe. It's because there's no bone there. And it's happened years years before, okay. This here is what I've come up with, with those fascial sheets, and this is what I'm trying to put together is they're grouped according to how they function. They're, I call them three, one, two, three compartments. And in compartment two, that's where all the blood vessels are. And um, people didn't know, understand these before because no one ever sends a healthy horse to the slaughterhouse or to the necropsy. So all the fascial sheets in um, in the, this part of the frog war two is, they were damaged and destroyed, so they never recorded, they never recorded it. One is those underneath the coffin bone going up the lateral cartilage. They saw that, and they diagnosed. Uh, they saw these that are going from um, frog stay up the pastern, but they were calling them pa- uh, pastern to frog stay. That's why they're called the uh, uh, CPUs. Okay. Somebody
0: just asked. All these videos are up on the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. I meant to type in the answer, but I, I, um, I hit the wrong button. So, um, Kate Wilson, you can find all of them at the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel.
1: Okay, so so in navicular horses, all my navicular horses for the last 25 years, 30 years, whatever it's been, all these ligaments have been varying degrees of destruction. And I didn't realize what they were, but they always felt the uh, it feels like fat. But I want my horses not to have too much fat in the uh, the frog and digital cushion. If you have a lot of fat there, it means it's it's trying to recover because the fat cells. Mixoid cells are associated with fat cells associated with cartilage and all that sort of stuff. That's when you see the fat.
0: So, Bob, I remember when I was with you last year at your lecture and we looked at this picture um, and I was having heel pain at the time. And um, we talked about the fact that the human heel and cushion in the human heel, it actually looks an awful lot like this picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm working with a physician in uh, Australia. And... She's starting to look, because she's after the small microvessels I see there. She, she thinks there might be in the foot. So, yes, they, they do look like this. And when you get plantar fasciitis, those ligaments are starting to destroy. Okay. I don't know if that's the...
0: And, and the fascia sheets can regrow, right?
1: They, yes. Yes. Because of the myxoid cells there.
0: Right.
1: You see, I don't see the myxoid cells in the uh, dermis between the uh, hoof and dorsal part of the coffin bone or underneath the coffin bone
0: um we're on the drawing right now bob what picture are you on it's
1: that's 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 wonderful right there but you mentioned myxoid cells here myxoid cells are distributed throughout there okay okay underneath the coffin bone and where the lamina are on the dorsal surface of of p3 there are not myxoid cells there i've never found them there so the point being you can rehab the back part of the foot and the front part of the foot uh It can heal, but it heals if you cut your um, finger. Mm -hmm. You'll hear with scar tissue and all that sort of stuff, but it won't rehabilitate like the back part of the foot can. That's kind of, to me, that's the best thing you want to have with what Mother Nature has done. Okay, keep going. All right, so this here is on the left. It's a foot that's filled with Indian ink, so you can actually see the white sheets and everything. The gray there, uh, in between the white lines, that's where there's a gazillions of blood vessels are. And all the blood vessels there, they're special or unique in that they're not capillaries. There's a size of capillaries, but they all have smooth muscle. So they're kind of just, uh, they're resistance vessels and they actually support. You see where the number two is? Yep. That's the part of the frog where those uh, ligaments are destroyed. And it's directly underneath the coffin bone. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And all the vessels are there. Or up in channel three, you just see the large veins there. That just compassion that just a, a reservoir for blood. And so, underneath the two, that's why that swollen part of the frog is, is, is you got to have that on the foot. Okay, that's where all the blood vessels are. Okay, okay. keep going. Can I go up a little more?
0: Uh, another picture?
1: Yeah. Are
0: you there? Yeah. Yoo-hoo. I'm here, Bob. Uh oh. Bob, are we losing you again? Bob, oh, he froze again. Oh no, (laughs) it happened again.
1: (laughs) Are you there? Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm here, you're there?
1: Okay, 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 yeah, I thought I'd lost the internet and all that sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: so did I. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, what you have here, see when you start to know these fascial sheets are there, you can kind of, basically the lines dictate where they, and you see just above that top red line? Yep. Those are dilatations in the vessels, and they're coming out at you. They're going to the lateral cartilage. Okay, So basically, just a heads up here for way down the road, all the blood vessels that are, you'll, I'll show you where they are in the frog, this compartment too, they all come together through these smaller, uh, where you see the, the little circles. Above that red line? Like
0: all these little dark circles you're talking about?
1: Those are uh, vessels that are cut on end. Okay. They're they're coming out towards you, but they're going to the lateral cartilage. And what you see at three there, those vessels there are just large veins. Large veins don't do anything. They just carry blood from point A, but they don't do anything functionally to support the horse, decrease the resistance or anything like that. That's what you see there, okay? Okay. So that's, that's kind of what these fascial sheets are organized as. That's kind of what I'm putting them together. And, okay, so keep going. And what they do is the bottom, if you read the line there, it's it's um, it creates the negative pressure. Okay. Okay, That's that was written there. This okay. here is, Yeah, sure,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: This here, if you really look at this scheme and how it's functioning, it's kind of uh, a modified tensegrity. Uh, I just got a book on biotinsecrity of
0: humans.
1: Yeah. And basically what it is, and, and what it is is um, the, the frog stay, whoever coined that word had to be a couple hundred years ago. And the cords, what you see on a mast of a ship, they're called stay,
0: mm-hmm. stick
1: cords. And they actually supporting the mast. But what how they're supporting it, they actually take a lot of the load off the foot, off the boat when the, when the wind is blowing against the sail. This here, I believe is these uh, ligaments are doing the same thing. Because when the coffin bone is on the ground and P1 and P2 are kind of vertical, and the frog is on the ground, central sulcus is flat, those ligaments become tight, taut. So the load and everything can be distributed along those to the vessels. The the vessels, they have to get the energy, the vibration energy out of the foot. Otherwise, it just stays there and disintegrates the foot. Okay, are you okay with that, Wendy?
0: Yep. Um, I've got a question, um, are the bars considered part of the soul and should the bars also be left alone?
1: Trim them to the level of the soul. Kind of, a, it's kind of a, a general rule I have. I don't go after them. I don't dig them beyond the soul because the bars, you have lamina there. Yes. Yep. Okay. You have lamina and they form tubules. The, the, what, the, what the lamina, do? they actually form tubules in the foot. So on the hoof wall, of the lamina that they create.
0: uh Oh, you still there, Bob? Bob, you froze again, Bob.
1: If you're a trimmer, you have a foot, and you see black pigment on the on the on the foot.
0: Okay, you froze for a second. So just say what you said again.
1: If if you've, the, the function of, of lamina are to create tubules, both on the dorsal fall wall and the sole. Right. Okay. okay. So, uh, what the, but on the sole, not only do they create the sole, but they're actually, the sole is migrating forward. And this part of it's going back to the heels. Okay. And if you have pigment that is on the sole, and if you, you can actually use that because you'll see the pigment over a period of intervals however you trim that black pigment will move towards the toe or to or to the quarters or wherever. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're still there. Okay. So, yep. so, still here. so it's always moving. Uh uh and uh yeah but this this tensegrity is these ligaments are the inside of it that's the flexible skeleton and the flexible skeleton is destroyed through vibration.
0: Oh here's a question that I that you've mentioned this a couple of times and I think uh, needs a little more explanation. Can you can you explain when you say that the central sulcus might not be on the ground um, and take it that as the toe grows forward the central sul- sulcus does what?
1: If you take what I showed you before, if you take your hand, your, your hand, put your thumb and index finger together and try to get your webbing between your I index finger. I'm going to
0: make you big so that people can see what you're doing with your hands.
1: You're trying to do this? Okay. And move the your hands is to here. the left. The webbing over. is here. You, that should be, when you look like this, that's what uh, you want to Move your hands say. to the left. My In left. front of the camera. There you go. It should be, so the central sulcus is very shallow and wide. Yep. Okay. When you start to atrophy the frog, is not working, it starts to involute going down like this.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. It's, it's, that's what, I, what happens. And again, the foot I showed you that went from the um, uh, digital cushion. I mean, uh, where a narrow uh, atrophy frog, the, the central sulcus was deep, it became more shallow. Okay. Okay, that's what happens. And that's when what happens is the back part of the frog gets wide. Okay. Okay.
0: All right, so let me go oh. back to screen share here. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay, continue. So what it is is when that f- central sulcus starts to get buried, do, 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 wait a minute! Wait a minute! Sorry, sorry, sorry. It starts to bear. You see this central? Uh, oh, where your black arrow, the white arrow is pointing to the frog state. Above right. it, you'll see there'll be kind of hypodermis where these fascial sheets are pointed, and yep. where that central sulcus starts to envelope, envelop and go deep. This f- frog stay starts to be pointed towards the back part of the navicular bone and DDFT. So it starts pointing to a different direction. Different direction, such that when the foot is on the ground these fascial sheets are no longer taut. They're flexible. They're right. not doing anything, okay?
0: Oh, wow, that's, okay, that's, yeah. yeah. Your hand demonstration was really good. That it's, really helps.
1: kind of a, I mean, I used to be able to uh, do it quite well, but as age. Okay. Right. This here, so all those fascial sheets are like this spider web. The spider web is kind of like under tension. And if it's, and you see it's between these branches of the flower and that sort of stuff, so it catches bugs and all that sort of stuff. But if you took, uh, one of these branches and moved it towards the other one, that spider web would collapse. Right. And it's not going to catch the bugs. Right. So it's the same thing that when the frog stay is not on the ground, the frog is not really working. Got it. Okay. Or keep going. All right. This is kind of what I just showed you before. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: Okay. I'll keep going. All right. This, all right. This here is, uh, the one on the right is what I call a good foot. You got the GDFT, and you see how that white line, those are the insertions of those ligaments that you see in those those bands. They're attaching onto lateral cartilage.
0: Okay. You froze up a little bit, Bob. Not oh, sure why. Bob, you froze again. Hopefully, it's not a permanent freeze. OK, I'm texting Bob to see if um, he's going to come back to life here. Um, just stop share for a second, see if Bob's there. Uh-oh. We may have lost him again. <laughs> so I'll, I'll wait a minute and see if he comes. Nope, he's gone. When the screen goes like that, I know Bob's gone. Um He's probably run out of time. We're probably going to have to continue this. It seems like he gets just a little bit over an hour. Um, thank you all for joining us. Um, I'm going to wait a few minutes if you want to hang with me just to see if Bob comes back. Um, and I'll text him. Um, it's so fascinating how he gets limited in his time. Um, but I think it's at his end of his internet. Um, He's texting me now, and I'll let you know what he says as soon as I get the text. I've got my three little dots. Um, and, and if not, we'll just, we'll just schedule yet another time. Uh, can you start another session? Oh, I can start another session, okay. Um, so I see what happened, um, yes. So, uh, everybody that's still with us, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up another webinar, and uh, how am I going to get that information to you so that, um, let me just see if, I don't know that I can continue this. Let me just see if I can continue this. Hang on. I'm going to stop the recording.